But uh, yeah, we're, we're halfway through the month here in January, uh, starting to really hit my goals here with the business, but a lot going on here in 2021. We thought we were, nobody thought we were out of the woods from 2020, but it just continues to pile on with uh, just a bunch of craziness, I guess you could say. And, and probably the most interesting thing for, for me over the past couple weeks uh, has been the way that, that big tech has responded to everything going on with banning the president of the United States from Twitter. Uh, and there's, there's a lot, lot of other things. I mean, all these apps that are getting taken down. And uh, I don't have a strong opinion on this. I, I personally do believe that, uh, you know, if you're a private business, you can do whatever you want, no matter how big you are. I think as long as it's not like a monopoly, that's when it starts to get really dangerous, which some of these these tech giants you can argue are, are getting close to, especially Amazon and, and some of those larger companies. But I do believe you should be able to do whatever you believe is best for your platform. But the thing that I find really, really interesting in that the social media right now is just it's still in its infancy. Facebook was made, what, in 2007? It's only been 13 years. Uh, I mean, not to mention Instagram's even younger. I mean, all these all these tech companies are fairly young, and there's laws that do that do protect them. I forget which clauses they were, but it's if you really dig into them, Facebook and Twitter, they're definitely protected because this is a really new age. But really, what you're going to hear with these arguments is. Should Facebook and Twitter, should they be closer to a utility like a phone line in comparison to a publisher like the New York Times or CNN or Fox News, whatever it may be? And Facebook and Twitter is, is starting to lean over to that publishing side, which is going to put them in these spots where you can start to question if they have some content that incites violence or if they have specific content that results in whatever bad event are people going to be able to go and sue these companies because they have basically just stood there and said hey yeah we're responsible i mean president trump said these words and then uh, these these violent events happened and if we left these words on our platform that's on us they kind of they kind of said that so i don't know this is going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out over the next even just 20 years and how 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 big tech is going to continue to, to morph in the social media space. And I wanted to talk about social media too, because I think a lot of people just don't really understand what the bottom line of, of social media is and how they operate. And this has been in conversation since, since 2016 with just news that was inaccurate, being spread all over the place and having uh, a huge impact on election results and things of that nature. And I know that that Netflix documentary that came out is I didn't even watch it yet, but I, I probably know exactly what they're they're going to be talking about in that documentary. But the bottom line is, is their algorithm is going to reward whatever content's going to get the most eyeballs. At the end of the day, they're in competition with the new platforms. If Facebook's in competition with Twitter, they're they're basically fighting for attention. And we see a lot of shallow content all over the place, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. And that stuff's just not going away. Because if, you, if you're walking down the street and you see, I don't know, some, some young girl giving a book review, and then the other side of the street, there's two kids fighting each other or two guys fighting each other. All the attention is going to go to the fight. And that's what these social media platforms do. They bring it to their platforms. They want you to stick there. They want to show all these ads. They want to make as much money as possible. And they want to get you to return. They want to keep you entertained. So 
that's that's the nature of these these platforms, and I don't think they're ever going to change. But now we're really throwing this this different variable in there, where it's it's very one sided. I mean, these tech these tech companies are very I want to say far left, but they're definitely on the left. So let's see how this is going to work out in the next ten to twenty years. I'd love to hear your thoughts on on that. But um, yeah. By the way, we're, we're building a small, uh, I'm building a side business with one of my buddies and it's called the Wanderer Traveling Bar. And we've been wanting to start a small business together for a while, a little side business to make us more money and to have some fun at the same time. And we always talk about opening up a bar. That's something that we wanted to do. And we we had this idea for like an outdoor bar with uh, campfires all around outside. And we found this one piece of land by the highway. We thought it was like $200,000. We're like, this might be something that that uh, we could pull off, but ended up being like $3.5 million, a little bit outside of our budget. But um, we, we kept throwing ideas out there. And I had landed on forget what it was what page but it was like a horse trailer bar and long story short we decided to go with this horse trailer type business so we bought this uh one trailer we were shopping around we we found a bunch for three thousand four thousand five thousand all the way up to you know ten twenty thousand and you know not a lot to start a side business three thousand dollars but we wanted to take our time and find a good deal lucky enough we found one for like 700 dollars. it was in one of the the it was in really good shape we got super lucky and now we're just starting to build this thing and uh i've always wanted to market a, a business to consumer type business i'm really excited to uh, put together some uh you know how to mix certain types of drinks i used to bartend and do weddings uh how to uh, you know best summertime drinks make some tiktoks and instagrams and all that good stuff and it's going to be a good time it's going to be hard work but the good part is about this business is we could even remodel the trailer and if we decide it's not for us we'll easily get our money back plus some once we remodel this thing so that could be the business um and also i mean this thing is going to come out beautiful we saw so many different types of, of designs uh, whether it be on Pinterest or, or whatever website, and it's going to add such a great aesthetic to either weddings, small events, and it's going to be an upgrade from what you see with tents or, you know, small little mobile things or even, even like a mobile truck. This is just going to look a lot better. It's going to have a bar. Of course, we need to figure out a lot of, a lot of legalese and all these different licenses that we need to go out and get, but um, we see other people doing it so we can do it as well. And... That's the thing about what I look for in a side business, something that I know is going to be a lot of fun to, to build. It's going to be hard work, but uh, we're both pretty pumped to get this thing off the ground and we're pumped for spring, which seems like it's years away at this point, being 20 degrees outside for the past damn two weeks. It's been crawling this winter, but we're excited. Stay tuned. We got an Instagram account. We got some logos being made. It's going to be really, really exciting. So if you're in New England area, you need somebody to pour drinks at your event, uh, definitely check us out and I'll put the, the link up somewhere. Um, so other thing, I, I mentioned this in the last podcast is I'm reading The One Thing. It's called by Gary Keller and uh, Jay Papasan. I don't know who he is and I probably should, but it's, it's one of the best books I've ever read from 
for myself as a business owner and I think this would be good for sales professionals or anybody who's trying to just get and move forward with their careers and understand what's going to help them be as productive as possible and also understand what what makes an individual productive there, there's a lot of good bits in this whole whole book and obviously it's it's called the one thing and really that's that's the the underlying point of this entire book is you need to focus on one thing and you need to understand what activities are going to help you move closer to accomplishing that one thing so if you have a business or if you if you're a sales professional understanding what activities get you there and for me in my business it's really sales so all the time i'll I'll sit down and i'll try to be getting i'll try to get my, my sales activities out there always get distracted with emails that are coming in that seem pressing phone calls dings on your phone anything that's going on around you. In this book, he talks about really sitting down and setting that time aside and saying no to anything that, that that's inbound, whether it be email or one of your coworkers that needs something. Um, and that's what I've been doing over the past couple of weeks. And it might be something that's fundamental for a lot of people out there. Where you are like, yeah, no shit, Eric. Like you need to, you need to focus and, and do what you do and don't get distracted. But that's something that's really hard. Uh, to do as a business owner sometimes, but I've blocked out time and it's been a, it's been very, very useful for me. Also, there's so much in this book, but being realistic with uh, your energy. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs or gurus out there that are on Instagram or social media, they're always talking about waking up at five, uh, you know, sleeping for four hours and, and doing what you have to do to get your work done. Uh, and, and really excel in whatever you want to do. But this book is just very realistic. They, they cited a parole study um, where the, these judges are going in front of these inmates that are trying to get parole. And what they realized is they were keeping track of how often these judges were granting parole. And as these judges got more tired, they were, they were in their job for throughout the entire day they only got a couple breaks if you were trying to seek parole towards the end of the day uh the the graphs were showing just a, a steep decline in in uh you getting that parole just because it's taken more brain power for the judges to um, try to determine if they should let somebody go and the default decision is just to, just to say no so you don't make a mistake right and that's what they found and in my day-to-day it's something that I, you know, you, you try to be a superhuman. You try to just say that you don't need sleep. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's only so much willpower and only so much energy where you're going to be as efficient as possible. And you need to hone in on that. And also getting your, your making sure you're feeding that, that, that personal life as well with your relationships and seeing people that you love and uh, working on things that, that energize you and I don't know. It could be anything. Playing with your dog, playing sports with your friends, uh, seeing your kids or your your family, whatever it may be. And it's good to hear somebody so accomplished really say this, like Gary Keller. Uh, and you know, it's it's a realistic approach. There, there's no crazy secret. It's just about blocking out your time and making sure that you're you're contributing to that one thing instead of just constantly just sitting down and quote unquote being busy. Um, there's a huge, huge difference. And one last thing that I wanted to to talk about that really caught my eye in this book is, here's the quote, many, many realize that although they are giving their best effort, they aren't doing the best that could be done. 
because they aren't willing to change what they are doing. The path of mastering something is the combination of not only doing the best you can do at it, but also doing it the best it can be done. Continually improving how you do something is critical to getting the most from time blocking. And I didn't really understand exactly what that quote meant. I was a little bit confused at the beginning of that, but uh, it's interesting because Mark Cuban even said this uh, in one of his interviews about why businesses fail. And this is really the, the same thing with somebody who may be in a career. He said something along the lines of businesses fail because their their founders are not willing to work smart up front to make sure that when they work work hard, that they're putting themselves in the best position. It was something, I'm completely paraphrasing that, but in, in a sales role and in my, my current business, when things aren't working, it's like it's, it takes a lot of energy to try to learn something, to deploy it, and it takes a lot of risk and it can be exhausting. And that's something that you need to do constantly. It's almost like you have to reinvent the way that you're doing things, especially with things changing constantly. And that takes a lot of energy. It's so easy just to go through your day-to-day and, and know what your approach is, know what your tactics are, uh, and just continuously do the same thing. And that's not going to you know, get the business to move forward and, and uh, pick up revenue and, and close more clients. You have to do things that are different. And I found that part of the book really interesting. And there's a couple graphs and, and visuals that, they, that Gary gives that just shows how recruiters and people bust through that that ceiling and that comes from not doing the same things over and over again it comes from learning and working smarter up front so you can close more deals build your business but this whole entire book uh, maybe i'll drip out some more interesting pieces from it but uh, I, I love this book i'll go back and read it again um highly suggest reading this one I uh, just finished it the other day and I got uh, another book coming in. I forget which one it is. I ordered like four. So yeah, that's uh, the, the podcast. If you could leave a review, if you if you like this, this podcast, I would love it. Um, that helps it hit more ears. And if you could like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, I would love it. I'd love to hear see your comments, what you think about what's going on with, with Twitter and Facebook. Other than that, thanks for checking this out. See you next week.